Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on the show, join Sunny and Dr. Alessandra for a very special First-ish Friday, reminiscing on the past four years of First Fridays, as well as looking toward a future of new beginnings. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And good morning. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am one of your hosts today, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. And you may notice it is not the first Friday of the month. In fact, it is the last Friday of the month. So this is a first-ish Friday episode of Sunny in Seattle. And Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access the show archives. You can find those at the station's website. That's 1150kknw.com. That's 1150 kknw.com. And you can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. Um, okay, so I think I feel like, well, Benny's here with us. Maybe hi. we should say hi to Benny. Hello, hello, hey, Benny. Hi, hi, Benny. Hi, Benny. I can't see you, but I know you're there. Oh, oh no, you I can't do. Hi, that's my name. <laughs> you can see Oh, yeah. So we are. Uh, in the middle of a little bit of a heat wave. So Benny is staying cool here in the studio. Yeah, our air conditioning is finally working. Yes. I don't mean that like putting it out under the building management and all that, but for there was a two-week stretch like a couple weeks ago where we didn't have it, and it was tough. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine if it had been going on during this particular little heat wave week in Seattle. So I'm happy nope. for you, Benny. Is Thank this kind you. of the second heat wave for this year? Or yeah, is this the first we, big one? The first one was like a day, day and a yeah. half. But then, yeah. you know, in Pacific Northwest, people are like, ooh, heat dome. Bah, 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 bah. Like it just <laughs> crushes everyone's dream. You know? Yeah, like, it is. It's crazy having just returned from a visit to Texas right. to see my family where it has been over 100 degrees since May, and I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Usually the temperature read is uh, right at about the 100 mark, but with the heat index or just the, the degrees, it is above 100, and they get that way around May. Certain summers are worse, and this one's been a bad one. But anyway, you come back here, and the whole city shuts down when it gets to like 90 80. degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. barely. <laughs> we're, we- oh, we're weak. Yeah. We're weak. Well, but we, okay, I, but <laughs> uh, to, to our it. credit, our bodies are not used to it, yes. and our buildings are not all equipped with air conditioning True. like they are. So I get it. It's it's yeah. an uncomfortable time. Yeah, we're usually, what, two months out of the year where it's like kind of, ne- I guess, necessary or needed. Maybe. But other than that, the other 10, pff, it's just yeah. wet. Yeah. So- I just feel like, yeah, in Pacific Northwest, the, the whole trick with heat, I think, is like you can only have so much, much of it, and then you just need that like a little bit of a break. Yep. You need a yeah. little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Or you need to be able to sleep. It needs to be cool enough to sleep. And with in the Pacific Northwest, it's like there's no break. You can't go. I mean, everywhere, you don't got air conditioning. A lot of stores don't. Yeah. Or, you know, different places, like they haven't turned it up. You know, it's challenging. Whereas like Florida, it is it's been hot like midsummer for the last six months. Yep. And you just do the air conditioning all day long. <laughs> you go to a swimming pool, you go to the ocean, which now the ocean's even too hot. You yeah. Know? So hmm. I feel for you. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm sure this is what all people are talking about right now anyway. So we'll move on to other topics, <laughs> um, which I would say the most exciting would be, um, why are we doing a show that is not a regular First Friday? Because, you know, usually when we move dates around, that means something is afoot in your life or my life, Alessandra, Dr. Mm -hmm. Alessandra. Um, mm -hmm. So do you want to dive in with where you are or what's going on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel like the bi the big thing is like we are both kind of we're we are both stepping into some new chapters of our life, right? So that's something that we'll be talking about in terms mm -hmm. of our first Fridays. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, "Oh, well, I'm a little like, okay, I could say where I am right now, but I think y you're saying the thing about first Fridays." Right. Oh, well, I feel like they all go together. Oh. Which maybe we should have, okay. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you should tell me. Maybe you know something I don't. Okay, okay, okay. I'll just say the things and then you can edit if you want. Okay. It's your, <laughs> this is your story. I'm not going to edit your story. Yeah. Benny's just like, beep, beep. Yeah. That wouldn't um, be true reality then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So, okay, currently I'm on a little bit of a road trip headed up to, um, Headed up north. Not a little bit of a road trip. It's kind of a lot of a road trip. Like it you started is, in Florida. Which, yeah, it's interesting because my whole thought when I got something in Florida was I got Did a you house say in Florida, road trip though? Tell yeah. me where in the world it is. Dr. Alessandra. <laughs> yeah. That's a throwback. I'm at it again, y'all. See? I'm at it again. <laughs> I am. It's just so amazing because it's like, oh my gosh, it's been like two years since that first road trip began. Yep. I'm actively right now writing the book on that accidental adventure what? and learning to trust the divine. Whoa, I didn't know that. That's an, uh, that is news to me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have about, um, I mean, I've got it, you know, fully outlined. I've got probably 12... Mm -hmm. 12 essays or stories written so far like it's Holy, coming wow a so i'm really excited and and just again like just like you know it's all through the process of really learning to let go surrender leaning into divine noticing that divine doesn't always just because the divine is asking you to shift or change doesn't mean that it's painless and beautiful and rainbows and butterflies and so learning to trust those parts too and then it ultimately being led by divine guidance and those the internal knowing you know be leading me to my life now yeah so, which is quite a bit different than it was a couple of years back. Um, so it's really neat to be embarking on a road trip now, again, not across the entire country, but Close. now it's like, you know, I've got a little, basically family of four of us with Tosh and the two dogs. And it's funny, it's just cute to see I, cute is maybe a too small a word, but it's meaningful to see how much my life has changed. So, you know, getting behind the wheel again, getting yeah. ready to drive, stay at places, work it out, um, and but have this little family along with me. That is, you know, this time. Wow. Wait. So, how long have you been working on the book? Well, on and off. I mean, I 
I had um, ideas to... I, I started working with someone on it maybe like uh, about a year and a half ago. Started like piecing together some things and then got really serious about it um, when I joined up with um, um, my, my friend Erica... Um, she runs this thing called Aligned Author. She's actually just starting, but she had self-published a book, and so she's wanting to help other people, you know, get books out there. And so um, she, I joined up with her um, a few months ago, and so now it's just been full steam ahead with it. Um, The other exciting part that um, is that one of my clients... Um, who is a physician, asked me to co-author a book with her. So that was just sent out to a publishing house, a query, last week. What what is that? And then I've also got this book. Can you share what the other one's about? (laughs) Yes, so um, that one is not so much on the divine, but it is on, um, it is, it's a sticker book designed to educate and engage um, you know, predominantly women who are right around, you know, 30s, 40s, who mm-hmm. have ADHD, who have been misdiagnosed throughout their lives or misunderstood because girls and women are are overlooked with that diagnosis. And, mm-hmm. and many of us end up very high-functioning adults that wonder kind of what's wrong with us all the time because we're terrible, poor, you know, terrible estimators of time, all of this kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, Carrie, my co-author, is a um, specialist, a physician specialist in treating ADHD and really sees it as such a gift mm, yeah. of the mind. So she doesn't have it herself, but all of her family members do, her yeah. her husband and all of their children. And so she just sees it as like, wow, here's some, you know, she's spent years studying how to make this your superpower and look at this brain, this type of brain as a strength. And so she brought me on because she sees me as kind of a quintessential ADHD person in their forties with lots of creative energy. And she's just wanted to work with me, be be near that. Um, and then ask me to come on. I basically am helping her to co-write and make it even more ADHD friendly. And my writing is a little bit more, um, she can definitely write more clinically. And then I go in there and ADHD it up basically. Yeah. Fun. So awesome. We're really excited. We found a publishing house that we think would be an amazing fit. And, you know, we're just in that process um of submitting so we're just like sending good vibes and again just like trusting the universe to help us find a good home for that book because we really feel like it will create some great change you know so she had asked me to co-author right when I was taking my own book seriously so there's definitely um I've been feeling more and more a nudge um you know, writing is something that I've done since I was a kid. I have all of my journals since I was eight years old and used to love to write stories and things like that. And so I'm, it feels like there's a bit of a, um, not a bit, like a, a, a return to that yeah. for me, you know. What a perfect time though, as well. Um, just, I'm thinking about 
the the road trip you're on and and mm-hmm. what a perfect time for well now I say that remember when we left and I had envisioned it being this you know <laughs> months on the road as a spiritual experience with meditations yes. on beautiful snow-capped mountains on our trip whatever and it ended up being you know we found a puppy and on day two and she took over our lives some so. people want snow some people want animals i mean yeah, so yes sometimes those are the best oh. stories you know it's just the messy parts like here's where we were we had it all dreamy and figured out and then here's what i act here's the great spiritual teaching yes that's it movi is a spiritual experience uh, wrapped yes. in a wrapped in fur um, yes. So, yes. So I totally get that. So I'm envisioning like reflections while writing. And I get if you've got the two animals and you're staying here and there visiting friends, like there may not be what I'm envisioning. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I would try really hard. I mean, and you know, the other the other big piece for me that that I shared with you is that I'm going to be taking a hiatus um, come October from um, coaching work and programs and things to just give myself some spaciousness. So, uh, I think that that will end up, um, carving out some writing time too, you know, as long as I can do it structured, cause you know how our brains work where it's like, Oh, if you have all the time, you do I don't know. You'll, you'll like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, Oh, I could probably work on that tomorrow. You know, yeah. I'm gonna, so well, yeah. So anyway, that's feeling really good. Okay. Now, uh, follow up questions. Uh, yes. we, yeah, we, we, we didn't really connect yeah, so here's at all. The, yeah. Okay. Here's, that's the groundwork. Okay. Yeah. What you got. Follow up questions are welcome then. Okay. Yes. That, okay. Yes. Just making sure. Cause like, as I said, it was so funny coming in this morning. Um, uh, and usually when I arrived at the studio, it's, you know, a couple hours before the show, um, but this morning I got here super early. I couldn't get in because I don't have a little key card. So Benny had to come find me downstairs at the parking area. Um, once I, I was get up, screaming her name. Oh, Benny found me though. I sure enough, the doors open to the elevator and there's Benny. Of course, somehow he read Aww. my mind. I didn't even actually, anyway, Benny is, <laughs> Benny is just good at what he does. Somehow he saw like the little studio line ring and goes, Sonny must be looking for me. Yeah. And he, Anyway, my my sunny sense. Exactly. Oh, yes. Not only producer, but spidey senses, too. Yes. Uh, um, so anyway, I had some issues getting upstairs. Once I get here, the Internet's not working, so I can't transfer any of my notes from Evernote over into my outline. You and I haven't really connected because things are a little different this morning because you're traveling. Anyway, it was just one of those mornings and I'm laughing because I'm going this is the most, I know we say this a lot, but this literally is the most, um, uh, like you and I have not connected, no outline, <laughs> not prepared. Like this is one of those on the fly shows, which is awesome. I mean, it really is. Um, it's beautiful in some ways because as we'll explain, um, yeah, there are changes coming to first Friday. And yeah. so this, this feels beautiful. But anyway, before we a beautiful mess. It, yes, I have made a beautiful mess of exactly where I wanted to go talking to you this morning. Um, okay, so let me see if I can find the thread. I'm looking. Okay, it was a follow-up question for you. Oh, goodness. What was it? Okay, so, uh, well, I will ask this at the outset. Um, oh, that's what it was, Alessandra. Thank you. Okay. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Uh, speaking of ADD, I yes, I was diagnosed when I was an adult. It made so much sense because the late nights that I would spend at the law firm, like other people could finish things so much faster than I could. It just other people had a much better handle on time management, just as you were saying. It was one of those things where I just felt like, what is wrong with me? Why are all my peers able to do things in a set amount of time? They're getting their billable hours in. They're they're billing more hours than I am. They're leaving the office earlier. They're getting here later. Like, what is going on with me? So I get it. So I've, I definitely have that. But on that note, Martha Beck also is, I guess, either self-diagnosed or has been diagnosed. She says that she yeah. has ADD, um, which I don't. Well, that sounds like she says she has ADD, but I don't know. No, she has ADD. Sorry. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, and she was talking about um, someone wrote in um, and was asking her if she saw that as, as a gift. Like this is yeah. kind of a way that, our, that we are maybe potentially in some ways evolving as humans to kind of be a little mm-hmm. bit more out there, whatever. Um, and I completely agree with that as well. So I see it. I see it as a gift, not as a hindrance, and how to work with it versus against it. And so I just know, I just know how I work now, and that's okay. Yes. Um, and not just that's okay; it's cool. So it's cool. It's uh-huh. cool. I mean, you can understand those different parts. You can see it as like okay, and you can let other people know this is how best to interact. Please feel free to nudge me a yes. million times if I'm not getting back to you. You know, like that is not personal. Yes. Anything you think is personal, just check yourself. It's not. Exactly. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now after I've gone down all those little rabbit holes, the thread that I was, that I was picking up for the follow-up question to what you shared a few minutes ago is this. I have observed with you, Alessandra, this over the course of several years, um, and we know your background. You put yourself through school. You were first in family to, I'm not, I know definitely PhD or, or mm-hmm. graduate degree, but first mm-hmm. college graduate mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, these mm-hmm. are big thresholds that you crossed and you did it on your own for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, put yourself through school, et cetera, and then get out of school and just kick butt like just going and blowing because you've got <laughs> loans to pay off. You've, you're yeah. supporting yourself again out in the real world. Like I, I just, I mean, I've seen you put in so much time, toil and talent. Those are the mm-hmm. words from family law that mm-hmm. I always remember um, into your work. Um, and, and now you're, you know, however many decades you've been working so hard, um, I'm not going to say what your age is unless you want to, but you've worked yeah, hard. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and so it it just feels like you have been leading up to needing a break for a long time. And it feels like you have been playing with a break of sorts for several years now. So mm-hmm. your road trip was a little, you had started to step back a little bit. You were working more remotely with your clients. Mm-hmm. I know as psychologists, it used to be only yeah. in person. I know the pandemic mm-hmm. changed that for many, but uh, mm-hmm. so you were going more remote. You were taking a week on and a week off and a week on mm-hmm. and a week off with clients. So you, it seems like you have been stepping toward a break for a long time. And when you say mm-hmm. hiatus in October, what do you mean by that? Like what, when you say from all client work, all programs, do you mean literally like there, there's nothing that will be happening in that sphere for that October for the foreseeable future? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I think is 
a really interesting time because for for a while, as much as I absolutely adore my clients and it's, you know, it's been like over 15 years of holding space and holding feelings for, for other people. Yes. Yeah. And hour after hour of that. And, um, you know, actually, uh, there was an article that Psychology Today put out about the great, it's called the great resignation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Therapists and mental health people, because there is so much that's been happening in, in our world. And there's so many emotions to hold. And so I found just, you know, it was a few years ago that I was kind of wondering, well, maybe I might like to step away from the work in that way, you know, sitting, sitting with people in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, is there another way I can do this? And so you've seen me try on all kinds of different iterations. And then, you know, I'm like, well, maybe it will feel better if I do X or Y or Z or change my price or call it different or do new <laughs> branding or yeah. how about a new website? And ultimately, um, it feels like I'm, I'm in this point where, um, um, God, universe, Kali, one of the mm. goddesses who I deeply feel connected to, feels like they're prying my fingers off of this. Like it is time. It's time. And, and it, it came from an awakening because I had a couple of things had triggered a mood shift for me a couple of times. And I'll just talk about it openly because I feel comfortable with that. Um, uh, it's not often that I feel like that I have the sort of I'd rather not be alive thoughts. Mm. Um, but that is where it kind of was going mm. for me. And it felt heavy and I but I was talking to people about it. I certainly wasn't going to act on it. But there were just these these this this um darker space that I entered into and it was a really big awakening um that came I guess now it's been four weeks ago that it just was time and so time to let go of some of these things and so you know Tasha and I talked and we were like we're gonna just figure this out and I need the break I need to not hold all of the energy for other people and I need to you know, I always, if I see myself going off course from what I'm talking with other people about in terms of you need, you know, let's be in more pleasure or taking care of yes. yourself. If I'm not walking my talk, I stop, I do what I need to do. That's really important to me. I never want to be one of those coaches or teachers who's not walking my talk. And so when I felt this and experienced this, it was just like, wow, this is this is a big low for me and it, and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up around some bits of my work, just like this, like inner. Um, and I remember this at different parts of my life when I needed to make a change and I, and I was taking longer than maybe I needed to, or what that this inner voice or this inner pulling, like, please no more, please no more. You know, and not that, and when I keep pushing that, that's when we get into danger zone, you know? Yes. And so it's not that I 
it's not that it's like I don't want to be alive or anything. Like I have a wonderful life. I'm grateful for that. And um, and it feels like what the call is really is to just do things very different. That something feels very off. Yeah. That something's not right aligned. Um, and so I, so for now I see it as like, I'm going to take this time. I'm, I'm asking all clients as much as they can to, you know, use their packages and Mm -hmm. so that I can have that space. And so of course there's possibility that I want to, that I could, you know, do some of this on the other side, but it needs to be, um, it needs to be different or rewritten. Yep. In terms of how I do it, if I do it. And the programs, I love what I've built and I feel really proud of it. You know, I've been running the Brink for three years and I'll continue to run that as a course that people can can purchase, the Brink Academy, because it's really been so helpful for people. And so I don't want that to just like go away. Um, but it was after this last, uh, I put on a dating program and, you know, just watching myself like, oh no, 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 this'll be fun. No stress, no worries. And I did all the things that everyone says to do in promoting a program. And, you know, I collaborated with people and promoted and social media and all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. And I, by the time the day came, it's like, I just felt like, it's a lot. Just, yeah, just like this sense of like, wow, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, and if anybody's hearing this who happens to be in the dating program, which I don't think so, but it's amazing. It's not about like, it, it, it's incredible humans that have signed up for, to do this. It's, it's like, it's the matchmakers are incredible. Like everything's incredible. So I never want that to be misunderstood that, it's not about how lovely anyone ever is. You know, it's about something is calling me more strong than ever to let this part go. And so I'm letting it go as I know it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess it's the best long answer way to say that. Well, that's what we're all about on first Fridays is long answers. Cause that's, we've got an hour to see yeah. what's, Because I think about, you know, and I think too, you know, we listen to Tosha Silver a lot about, you know, the, the, the role of the ego in some of these things. And, and I think for me, a lot of, you know, I don't think I lead strongly from ego, but we all lead from ego to a certain degree. And I think, you know, from the beginning of me getting a PhD and, wanting to do these programs and wanting to have a ton of people and I could feel emotion come up. Like I just wanted to matter Ah. so bad. I've just wanted to be important. Yeah. And so I'm just noticing that, you know, I got into this line of work because someone else told me I was good at it and Mm. everyone else keeps telling me I should keep going but I think the real true challenge is to look within and think, what do I actually want when I'm not trying to prove to everyone else that I matter, you know? Yes. So it feels like a big, honestly, when I'm writing about the journey two years ago, and I'm, I can, I'm reading all of my former writings when I left my former life in Bellingham, and... 
I can read her, my former self, I can read her fear of the unknown and how terrifying this is. And is there, is there something else on the other side? Like, am I going to be okay? So it's interesting to now as my current self be able to tell that part of me going through that time that seems so terrifying yeah. to leave something I had known and was such a comfort to me and to now think well same rules apply here yes this feels terrifying this feels like what I know this yeah. feels like what I'm, I'm quote unquote good at into new spaces you know at almost mid 40s so Anyway, that's the whole, that's the hiatus. I won't, I want to apologize. My part of me wants to apologize for my tears, but I think that would make any sense. So I'm not going to. Please don't. I'm (laughs) sorry. Not sorry. Exactly. (laughs) I love that we um, are able to go there in this show. Um, And I think it's very fitting because one of the core coaching principles, I was just sharing this on the show last week, um, living it to give it. And you do live it to give it. And I think to that point, it's the same thing we talked about when you took off on the journey several year, couple years ago. How else can you learn, truly learn trust, for example, than by jumping off the cliff and seeing if the net appears type of a thing. And you did that in, in one area of your life. Yeah. And here is another incredibly meaningful um, core area of your life, the work and calling that you have in the world. And to, I'll back up by saying, since we are talking about Tosha, she talks about how when she was still doing readings, uh, she was, did astrology readings for, uh, she did over what, 30,000 of them over the course of several decades. And she felt called to teach what she now does about offering, surrender and offering and living aligned with the divine. Um, She felt called to do that for five, six years uh, before it ever became a reality. She would try to put a class out there. No one would sign up. She would try to share the teachings or the writing and no one would want it at that point. Um, And it just wasn't time. But I remember her saying that In order to fully teach surrender and being aligned with the divine, she had to live it. And it was during that period of the five years of, I think the way that she describes it in one of her books is walking on hot sand with scorpions nipping at her toes. (laughs) It was that uncomfortable um, that um, there was another way that she could let go of how hard she was grasping on to what she wanted, the the human part or the small self, egoic part wanted to do. And it was only through the very difficult, uncomfortable, intensely uncomfortable experience of that five or six years that she let go. And then what the divine really wanted was able to fill those empty hands that she had at that point. And I feel from hearing you speak right now, you have tried to do this your way for a couple years, like let's, let's infuse more pleasure, which is awesome. But that wasn't quite enough to get you where you needed for total rest and recharge, or you have shifted, like you say, how you work with clients and you have tried it a lot of different ways that I, I just feel like this is a time of, it is being completely removed from your grasp. 
because <laughs> that's the only mm-hmm. way <laughs> if yes. you have totally empty hands at this point that the, the new things can come in to fill it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and it, that's how else can you learn what you teach? How else can you live it to give it than to go to the rock bottom of whatever it is? I mean, I've been there in the past couple years, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Because coming out the other side, you can, you just have so much richer lived experience of what it is and so much more opportunity to actually be open to what wants to happen. Exactly. And that's where I just feel like I wanted to shift my work. It's, I mean, I'm hanging on right now to Tosha Silver's words in the forum. I mean, I'm every word right now. I feel like she's speaking to me the last few weeks, you know? And so um, it, it just does feel like, you know, there was a time where I wanted to make that shift. I wanted to move out of one-to-one client work. It felt like it was too much. And still there was like, it felt like very much like it's not time. It's not yeah. time. It's not time. And then, you know, it was now all of a sudden it just feels like my just really like something is just like enough. Yeah. You know, this last program, even doing the dating program, um, in some ways is like the way that I felt it was like, it almost felt like, okay. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm being divinely guided to do this dating thing. Mm-hmm. I feel now seeing it. Like I was divinely guided to just see like, Oh honey, no. Yeah. You can put a million different colors or clothings or whatever you want on it. And this is not, this is not the path. Yeah. Like, so I, so I just feel like, okay. And really interestingly enough, Kali, the universe clears it all out. I mean, it's stunning to watch. So it's like, we've got this radio thing that we're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of doing some clearing here. Mm -hmm. My virtual assistant, she went on to other places. My, the person who had helped me with the website was, that was the only one that knew how to do the members portal. She went on to other places. It was like person after person, just like clearing. Yes. And, and I will say that because. Terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and to that, since we've like, now we've teased it or alluded to it so many times, let's just go there. So this, but this feeds into where you are right now. So I think so perfectly. So as I am getting ready to go to divinity school, um, and trying to feel into what my work is supposed to look like, what the show is supposed to look like, all of the things, knowing that I want to give, I've been given an incredible opportunity uh, to go to Yale Divinity School for the next three years. And, mm-hmm. and man, I want to give it my all. I like to give everything my all that I do. Um, and I also know what it's like to try to give your all to so many things, too many things that you end up not being able to give much of anything. <laughs> You're spread too thin. So again, just feeling into it. And so I, I, my way of going about that is to start making inquiries, like asking people for ideas, asking people what they're up to, and so I had thought, well, I goodness, I wonder if Alessandra, maybe she would want to become more involved. And then um, I would, you know, have like maybe two Fridays of the month versus four Fridays of the month. Just this is how I play Jenga with my life. Just pushing yeah. until I feel like <laughs> yep. there's ease of pushing the little block out and you get yep. a win. Yep. Um, and so I reach out to you to say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. And you came back with, 
it's funny you should reach out about this because I was actually <laughs> going to reach out and say that I need to scale back on everything. <laughs> it's like, everything. well, there's an answer. Yeah. And so it was this wonderful, like, loving way that the universe was like, that's not the Jenga block to be pushing on. This is one that you need to leave. Like, don't mess with it. Don't push too hard on it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, And so that was my signal. So so to everyone out there listening who has been a part of, you know, our listening audience and particularly First Fridays with Dr. Alessandra, um, this is going to be the last one that we do um, for the foreseeable future. Um, and mm-hmm. when I say foreseeable future, it may be the last one forever. I don't know. I'm, I never, yeah. I don't, I think it's it's very hard to live in a world of absolutes or closing doors entirely. You just never know what's going to happen. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's where we are. And um, I think it feeds beautifully into supporting where you are headed right yeah. now for a true sabbatical. I yeah. mean, actually, when I say sabbatical, sabbatical to me, I think of maybe that's maybe it has other associations outside of the academy, but I, I, I associate it with professors who take a paid year off after, you know, work well done and you get, but you cut, you know, your position is still there and you come back. I would say for you, I would just, I, uh, I don't want to put out there that you have to come back to anything if you don't want to ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know. While you set sail into the to mm-hmm. the to space, who yeah, knows? Exactly. Yeah, and it's like I can't believe you know we um, a friend of mine last night who had been an early listener of our first Friday, he was saying, "How many years has it been that we've done this? Like four ish." Yeah, I want to say because it was a, it was a grand experiment at first because yes. I was excited. You know, just sometimes you meet people that you know that you will want to be friends with or collaborate with, and it was that way with you immediately. That very first yeah. lady bosses meeting that I went to at your beautiful little office in yeah. Fremont all those years yeah. ago, um, and I just thought, yeah, I I know I want to collaborate and or be friends with uh, Alessandra, and then we tried it on one Friday, and it just felt so good. That we mm-hmm, continued mm-hmm. it. And yeah, I do think that, I mean, we could look, I could actually pull that up while we're here talking. I keep all of my show outlines from the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just see what you're You're first- so organized. Remember how much we would tease you for taking all the notes? Uh-huh. Yeah. And now look at you. <laughs> yeah. And who's glad I took notes now? Yeah. Who's teasing who? Yeah. No, no. I fully recognize <laughs> I am, I need to, I need to ease up a little more sometimes in that regard. So I show it being, I think it was in uh, 2018. So we're in 2022. It was August 2018. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, wow. Yeah, so exactly. Isn't that funny? August 3rd, 2018. We are coming up right <gasps> exactly on four years. Wow. <sighs> and, you know, that's a funny one because um, I've been I've been sitting a lot with, you know, certain things um, changing dramatically, endings and beginnings, uh, and times of reflection. And, um, so one of my, one of my favorite teachers who I don't talk about as much on the show, she's been on the show, Kate Northrup. Um, and she, she wrote a book several years ago called Do Less. And she's all about, she wrote, she did some work on money many years ago, but she said, once I did the money work, it felt like that was complete. And I was called to do other work. And so her work in the world for the last several years has really been um, particularly geared toward folks who identify as females 
and aligning our work with the cycles of nature and specifically, mm-hmm. more specifically, mm-hmm. the moon and yeah. doing less to do more. And she has been a living example of that. Um, her husband has a has had a chronic illness um, uh, that had was debilitating. And it several years ago, I think it really flared. Then he had some reprieve and I think it kind of flared again. And so she basically she's always been they were business partners. They had a podcast together, which is what I brought mm-hmm. this up in the first place. Um, but she's she is now the primary breadwinner, and she's always been a really successful entrepreneur. Um, I just I mm-hmm. I she inspires me a lot. Um, but she said, you know, when they they moved from Maine to Florida, they uh, and she had to take over the the work primarily. I think you know it was a combination of factors, his illness and some other things. But they had like their best year like she was having what they used to earn in a year she was earning per month and this was when she stepped back and really like started really living the do less mentality and lifestyle or business style I guess anyway she and her husband had um, it was I think it was called the Kate and Mike show um, but you could just google Kate Northrup and her podcast Mm -hmm. but it ran for four years and when it was at the height of its popularity like they had their most downloads ever they ended the show because, mm. and they explain it. You can hear her talk about it um, mm. if you want to look for those final episodes. But this beautiful winding down of something that was very popular. And to your point, the re- one of the reasons it made me think of it is people are like, but Alessandra, you're so good at it. You're so yes. good at it. And looking for that identity there. Mm. Um, th- I mean, Kate was really good at it. People love that mm-hmm. podcast. And still... She did like a mic drop on a high note and and just for a variety of reasons knew that it was time to bring that podcast with her husband to a close. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't done another one since they left the door open to come back and do other things. But uh, well, I shouldn't say that if she does have one out there, I'm not aware of it. (laughs) um, Yeah. But uh, this to make space for these new beginnings, even if what even if there is grief and sadness around letting something go, it doesn't mean you're making a mistake or doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. It simply means these are cycles. And we have you think about it, if 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 soil does not get to lie fallow, a field doesn't get to lie fallow, whatever it's producing is not as nourishing and good as it mm-hmm. as it could be if you allow those cycles to be there. So this is a time yeah. for you to get to be fallow. Man, yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a brave thing. It's like, um, you know, and I think without all of the former, you know, all of the things that we've talked about over the show over the years, it's like, without having that trust in the divine, there's no way I could do it because I'm not sitting, you know, I'm not like, oh, I'm a former corporate maven who's made hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now I could be free. Nope. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so, um, you know, it's just trusting that like, okay, some way, somehow, um, this is going to work and that I feel like I really need this and that, um, that, yeah, it doesn't have to be that, you know, everything's on fire or terrible or not working. Like I have a very successful practice, yeah. you know, I clients coming to me, word of mouth is really strong. I mean, it's just, and so I love that idea too, of like ending on a high note. And I feel like you and I are ending on a high note here and, yeah. um, and you know, which leads me to like, 
I see, you know, we're running out of time, but I want to make sure we're talking about your high note as well, because while I'm sailing off into hiatus land, you're sailing (laughs) off to, you know, this new, you know, divine adventure. I mean, literally divine and, you know, setting sail to Yale Divinity School. And so I'm just, I'm curious, like, how, what are you noticing? Like, is the universe asking you to do here yeah. around this to prepare? Yes. Well, thank you. Sorry. I didn't mean to just jump right in. Cause I don't have that much to say on it other because there not a lot has changed since, since we had our last first Friday show. And I'm, I feel like everything we do here is real time. I, I don't, I feel like, I mean, clearly today, like we're not afraid to get vulnerable and share where we are um, as it is happening. And sometimes we don't have all the answers or what's happening yet. So I can say that I still haven't gotten all the information I need to know what I'm going to do um, come fall with my work and, and everything, mm-hmm. the show, um, how that will work. Um, so stay tuned for that. I'm staying tuned. <laughs> when the universe tells me, I'll share with you. <laughs> so I have some I have some breadcrumbs, but I just there's not enough information yet. Um, So, but on that note, it is interesting, Um, a metaphor that has been coming up a lot for me, and I always, I I think to be tuned into the signs is so, so important so that you can catch these and, and, and allow them to be applicable in your life and let them guide you. So a metaphor that is coming up consistently right now is around pruning. And um, so we moved into our little place here in Seattle back in March. And you remember the journey of that (laughs) through. Um, But this place just, it really, I got, I think about some of the places that we were just about to settle for because we were getting, I was so tired of paying. Like, I I just, I can't even tell you how much we spent on Airbnb because they really do gouge you. And it was just month after month of Airbnb and me looking at our income and savings and going, we're going to go, we're going to, it is entirely possible if we spend the next year in an Airbnb, I'm going to have to do something for school. Like, like, it was, it was getting bad. Anyway, it wasn't that bad. Sorry, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But anyway, it was incredibly painful to, to do that. So we were like ready and willing to move into just about anywhere that fit the bill. And I think about some of the places we might have ended up in, like I drive by them and I just shake my head and go, oh, my gosh, what a disaster that could have been if we had settled. Mm -hmm. So this little place is so perfect. So one of the things that I love about it is it has this beautiful, while it is a little condo right in the middle of, you know, Columbia City, it's got this huge patio that wraps around in an L shape all around like, um, you know, half of the whole condo. And one of the fences, I've always wanted a fence covered in like vines. And um, that's not something that happens in Texas. Like you just can't, (laughs) nothing, vines don't grow in Texas. Like you just, just too hot. (laughs) Exactly. So in in Seattle, there are beautiful ivy covered brick walls, you know, everywhere you look at, not everywhere, but it's very common here. So we have a beautiful fence that is covered in like three different types of vines and ivy. One of which is I, I learned a honeysuckle. Um, and it wasn't clear to me. It, it wasn't blooming yet. So I didn't, it was just leaves. And so my, our dear friends who are our former neighbors, she is quite the master gardener. And so I had her take a look and I said, what is this plant and why does it look so dead on the bottom, but green on the top? <laughs> and she was like, Sonny, that's a honeysuckle. 
and <laughs> it needs to be pruned uh, twice a year, maybe or at least once a year to clear away what is dead to allow all the new growth. And she said, your plant is not dying. It just needs a good prune. Oh, and by the way, you missed the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, we're too far into at this point it was I asked her this several or a couple months ago but anyway we were too far getting into summer it needed to have happened earlier in the spring yeah so yeah. lesson learned huh. we're going to prune it the next available opportunity for our little plant oh, not little it's big but I just thought ah isn't that beautiful that I have this plant and it's a I I need to do some pruning in my life as I lead up to going to New Haven because I can't I need to um, get myself in a position of being able to bloom more, not have dead parts hanging all over me as I drag <laughs> them into this new chapter. And so then, okay, then, you know, I take this really intense Greek class and it, we had our final and I finished it. I can't believe I made it through the six weeks. Um, you, <laughs> you saw some of the more difficult moments. Yes, it was, yes. it was, it was challenging. But definitely got my feet. I jumped into the deep end of um, academia again, and I feel very confident in entering the fall. But what I thought was so interesting is that I'm going to have to open my phone so I can read this to you. Mm -hmm. Part of our um, final exam, uh, we had to translate uh, portions of um, scripture from, you know, the second or third, fourth century um, that we had not seen before. Um, that we had not worked with in class. So we're taking the original Greek text and translating it into English. And the final, on the, this was the, the final exam, and this was the final section. This was a long final exam. It took me like yeah. four hours. Um, the final section of the final exam, let me, I'm just scrolling through here. I had it pulled up earlier, but as I mentioned, I had some internet problems. So, okay. So I start reading this in Greek, and mind you again, I have not seen this before, and immediately I see a word that I'm like, are you kidding? Okay, so I'm going to read this, and this is with my, um, this is a biblical, this is a verse from the Bible. Um, mm -hmm. This is a canonical mm -hmm. scripture, um, and so I'm going to substitute father for divine because I don't resonate with God as father, <laughs> resonate yeah. okay. with it as yeah. a dual-gendered uh, entity. Yes. I am the, and this is also, this is Jesus speaking from in this verse. Mm -hmm. I am the true vine and the divine is the farmer. Every branch of mine not bearing fruit, the divine removes it. And every branch bearing fruit, the divine prunes it so that it bears more fruit. You all are already pruned on account of the word which I have spoken to you all. Remain in me and I in you. So I'm just going to read that again. I am the true vine, and the divine is the farmer. Every branch of mine not bearing fruit, the divine removes it. And every branch bearing fruit, the divine prunes it so that it bears more fruit. Mm. And I just went, are you kidding? Of all the <laughs> verses in the Bible that our sweet professor chose to put on our final exam as the final segment of the final exam, yes. it was that one. And I just had to shake my head and I laughed because as it, 
it's kind of like playing Wheel of Fortune in my, you know, when you're translating, uh, if, you've, if you've ever learned a foreign language and you have to translate a portion of text, especially with Greek, because it's not even the same alphabet. It really is like, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it really is like solving a puzzle. And so you go through and you pick out, at least the way I do it, you know, you pick out the words you do recognize so you can start getting maybe some context yeah. that can assist you with the words that you don't know or the conjugation yeah. that you don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and I started getting that one and I was like, vine, prune branches. I thought, all right, what the what? (laughs) And it just was like such a perfect send off from that really intense course into the next few months of pruning before I head off to school. And then I will tell you, um, I was driving, I'd just gotten back. It was the day I got, day after I got back from Texas. And um, I was driving to drop off my car for service and I see at the stoplight the car I pull up and the car parked ahead of me um well let me just back up last year around this time when things were getting hot and we were in Texas and I was like we've just got to go north we're on our road trip adventure where is where in the world is is are we to go next and I saw in Texas a Michigan license plate and it's this beautiful white license plate their standard license plate these days is beautiful white license plate with pretty blue writing that says pure Michigan. And it just has this feeling of like, cool. Mm. And so I saw that in a parking lot in Texas and I was like, we're going to Michigan, Chase. And he said, okay, let's pack up. (laughs) So we did. And that was like, it just turned, that was a point in our trip that really turned magical. Um, And so I pull up at a stoplight yesterday and sure enough, I pull up behind a pure Michigan license plate with 444 on it. And it just was like this, go north. You know, I'm about to yes. go to the northeast, and it's just this other point of adventure. And it just felt like that license plate. You know how I feel about triple numbers. And what are yeah. the chances of pure Michigan license plate floating around Seattle with a yeah, 444 like, on go, it? Go, go, go. It was just like, ding, it's yes. time. Yes. <sighs> yeah. So uh, anyway, that's that. That's what's been happening for me. So I know the pruning is happening. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not sure what the final plant is looking like at this point. So um, I guess. And it sounds yeah. like even when you read that phrase, it's like it's not for you to know. No, it's not. You know. But I know. It's- oh, sorry. But like you, I know what feels dead, and I yes. know what I think I want to bear fruit and. So for that reason, um, I'm really paying close attention uh, as to what needs to happen there. So beautiful, beautiful. And I guess that brings us right about to the end of our hour. So yeah. uh, Alessandra, Dr. Alessandra, what a beautiful few years we have had um, yes. sharing the airways Thank together. For this four years, we're going to have to celebrate this. Oh, we will. We absolutely will. And for those out there listening, thanks for having shared our lives for the last four years as we did First Fridays together with Dr. Alessandra. So we will send Alessandra off into her beautiful hiatus, sabbatical, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And uh, perhaps we will connect on the airwaves someday again. So much love to you. Much love to all of you out there listening. (laughs) Hi. Sunny in Seattle, ending today with your host, Sunny Joy and... Dr. Alessandra Duke, signing off.